edition of Car Talk with Hope in Struggle. My name is Mindy Lawhorn and I'll be your host. Hey, thanks for joining me in my car. I'm headed today to an event we have quarterly for our business. We own a fitness business. It's an online fitness business to basically where I can help anyone pretty much in the United States, Canada, and the UK online. I talk to them via you know social media, via text. I mean, we do we email, and I help them find a program that works for them. These programs are already created, and I am their accountability partner. I'm the girl that you know, is their cheerleader. I'm the girl that helps someone they decide they don't like a certain kind of food, maybe that's on a meal plan. I help give them an option. I share with them my experience and and this all began 10 years ago this summer. So depending on when you're listening to this, right now it's April of 2018. I'm driving to Las Colinas here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We have a thing we do quarterly called Super Saturday, Super Sunday. It is an event where anyone can go. It's a thing where we have maybe a trainer from some of the videos come. We have a lot of success stories. So not only weight loss success stories, but maybe um, confidence success stories, financial freedom success stories. And it all started 10 years ago with me having no clue what the heck we were doing. And to be quite honest, I had no intentions, none whatsoever of doing anything with this business. We just knew that we paid full price for our protein and our supplements. And we just thought, well, we'll get a discount you know, on these supplements. Now, two of my good friends had said, I think I'm going to do this. Do you want to do it with me? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, it's not going to hurt. I can always quit was what was in the back of my mind. And I always, and I also thought only weird people make a business like this into a real business. These are the creepy people that like, you know, you don't even want to see at a party or even at Target, you know, because you know, they're going to hit you up to buy something from them or they're going to be you know, known as those MLM people or whatever. And at the time, I didn't even know what a flipping MLM was. And, you know, and they would say it's direct sales. And I'm like, what even does that mean? And <laughs> thinking about all that now, we are about to hit our 10-year mark with this business. And it's nothing like I thought it was going to be. It's nothing like those thoughts in my head about the icky people you know what I mean? That you don't want to see at Thanksgiving your cousin or whatever. He's going to try to get you in his, you know, slimy, creepy business. And you're like, Ugh, I'm only here because my mom made me come, you know, type of thing. And I'm just so glad to be able to tell you or report to you that, oh, my gosh, it's nothing like that. And we have made it into something that is completely in line with what we believe is right. It's completely in line with serving. It's completely in line with keeping ourselves accountable. And I have got to witness to more people through this business than I ever have through any mission trip, through any Sunday school environment, through any uh, camp, you know, like summer church camp. And, you know, a couple of years in, which I liked it, and it was fun, and it was fitness, and we were, you know, started to make money, which was, you know, kind of cool. Definitely never my intention to 
to make a lot of money. I just was hoping, you know, to help out because when we started, I had just had my son. And right about that time, uh, my husband also lost his job. So I didn't really do anything with it for a year other than get a discount. And I had a few friends that liked, you know, some of the products. But point is, it, for a year, we just sat on it and really did very little. Um, but when I quit the job that I took out of fear, because my husband, you know, has cancer and lost his job. Sorry. Um he got a job literally immediately. I mean, I quit on a Monday. He had an interview on a Wednesday, got the job that he had until he retired because of this business um, at that point, that Friday. And, you know, it's, it's interesting going to this event today because I'm like very like thoughtful. I'm very um, retrospective. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm thinking about the first one of these I ever went to and I just remember having all these preconceived notions and honestly, I was not looking forward to going. I was like, it's going to be icky. These are going to be those people that nobody ever wants to be friends with. These are those people that, you know, are, don't have a real life. You know what I mean? They're, they're the, the people that, I don't know. I just had these thoughts and, and to be honest, there was a couple that used to always come into the, come into the restaurant where I waited tables in college. I waited tables in college. Oh my gosh, it was the funnest job ever. It was the best college job. I made so much money and almost every night I would go and blow all of that money. I mean, just going out and playing around and like, what was I even thinking? Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but there was this couple that would always come in and they were kind of older and I mean, the age didn't bother me, but they, I don't know, they just never really talked about real life stuff and, and they smelled kind of funny and I, and I remember they dressed a little funny and I mean remember I'm in college at this point I'm obviously I'm obviously still judgmental in college I'm not anymore but at that time these are my thoughts and they would at, no matter who their white person was okay they would always ask if they could share the business with them at the restaurant okay like we're working we have tables to work you know but they got to where they would come really early you know what I mean? We called it the JP special, which is the Jurassic Park special. Don't be mad at me. I was a rude college student, but we called it the Jurassic Park special because, I mean, who eats at 4 p.m.? Who eats dinner at 4 p.m.? Typically older, the older crowd. Oh, my gosh. Please don't judge me for us calling it the JP special. The Jurassic Park special. Okay. Oh, my gosh. If you could only meet my friend Graylin, who, by the way, started that. I worked for him. Oh, it's one of my most favorite people in the whole world. But anyway, they would come early to eat because they knew that we wouldn't be busy at that time. We just, I mean, there's very few people in the restaurant. And then they would always ask us if we, you know, and it was like kind of rude if you didn't. And, and, you know, we would, we would go, Oh gosh, I wish I could, but I'm so busy. Oh, I've got, you know, um, duties I have to do before it gets busy in the back, which sometimes was true. But every once in a while we would come in and I mean, we would just kind of like, try to give the table away because all they did was talk about the products and, and these people and, and what's happened to their, I don't know, their house since they use these products and, and how, I mean, I don't even remember honestly what their business was, but it was something that was really big eighties, nineties. And I just thought I'm going to go to this event, this super Saturday, super Sunday, and it's going to be a bunch of those people. And you know, I would rather just stay in my house and 
and work this business in my own little bubble like I had been doing, like with nobody really messing with me except, except my upline coach trying to help me. And um, I entered that event totally like going, it's going to be so uncomfortable. I'm only going because I promised the people I would. And it was nothing, like nothing like I thought it was going to be. I realized that all of many, well, many of these people were just like me. They were moms. Um, they either wanted to lose weight or they had a weight loss story with this stuff. Enough people had asked them about, like, what are you doing? That they decided instead of me sending them to GNC or sending them to someone who doesn't care, I'm going to try to help them. And I realized that, you know, it could be so much more. It didn't have to be like that couple that I used to wait on at the restaurant. It didn't have to be like any, like my uncle that always sold crazy stuff and would always talk to you about it at Thanksgiving. You were like, ah, kill me now. Um, it could maybe be like I thought it should be, which is about being nice and being funny and just being real and saying, this is what I like. This is why I like it. You know, take it or leave it. And that first event, I heard a bunch of stuff because people get up and speak and it had been going on probably a year, year and a half when I went to that first event, this thing, um, it had been, you know, opportunity about a year and a half. So it hadn't gone, gotten through a lot. And even some of the people speaking, I didn't necessarily connect with, but what they did is tell a story a lot. Like I'm telling you, this is what I thought it was, but this is what it is. And this, or this is what I've made it into. And I went to that event Honestly, just because I promised some people to do it, and I can't remember who was there, but it was one of the trainers, and I knew I was going to get a picture with one of them. And I thought, well, that's kind of fun. I'll get a picture. And all the people that love that trainer, I think it was Tony Horton, to be honest. And I was like, of all the people you know that like him, my husband kind of likes him. I'm like, I'll just get a picture. You know what I mean? And that'll be a fun story, or that'll be something I can post and tell people I got to meet him, you know, whatever. But I went for those two reasons, but what I left with, was a vision and I left with wait a minute if this is something that I'm gonna help people do what I've already done which is lose 70 pounds and not gain it back then then maybe I could do this my way and I wouldn't have to do it you know any icky salesy way and I, I kind of did that I started just talking to people in a very real way and say, hey, this is how I did it. This is why I like it. You know, take it or leave it. Yes, I think it's good. Yes, it's so simple. Yes, you can quit any time. Yes, it's so cheap. You know what I mean? But give it a shot. And that started to grow our business. And that's really was kind of a big pivotal point for me. And then it turned into a ministry. And that's probably where hope and struggle really started to be born. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't know what to call it. I'm like, I don't want it to look like anything else. And plus, I just don't think, which I think we probably all feel this way a little bit, but I just don't feel like I'm like anyone else. I don't think I think in the same thought process like anyone else. I don't drink coffee. I don't like to watch TV. Um, I mean, like that alone separates me from so many people. But at the same time, I have the same emotions. And I know what it feels like going through a fitness program and feeling lost and feeling like you're never going to lose your weight again and feeling like you're never going to be you again or being a mom and losing yourself 
in mommy world. And like, I have nothing for me. I feel like I'm losing, you know, myself. I know what it's like to be divorced. I know what it's like to be a single mom. I know what it's like, you know, now to marry a, to marry a husband with cancer. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I thought, well, I don't relate that way. So I don't want it to look like anything else. But at the same time, I have so many similar circumstances that I think many people have. Why can't I share that with them as I'm trying to help them lose weight? And I know that sounds really weird because it's not just weight loss and nutrition. It's a lot of counseling. It's a lot of praying. And it's a lot of trying to help people be creative um, if what is exactly laid out for them doesn't work, which let me give a plug to 131, which is one of the reasons I love the 131 method. Because so many females, including myself right now, um, the typical meal plans, they're still great. And the workouts are awesome. But we, we have to tweak each of the meal plans just a little bit due to what their bodies are going through, uh, hormonal imbalances. Um, certain foods, you know what I mean, uh, make, have, have, have an inflammatory response that they didn't years ago. I mean, really basic stuff like eggs, like, you know, dairy, um, I mean, certain kinds of protein. It's the craziest thing. But anyway, I, I give you that plug because then I started moving forward in the business. I mean, this is, of course, years now. And thinking, you know, it does. there is no really cookie cutter because no person is 100% a cookie cutter of another, you know. So how can the same thing work for everybody? Anyway, my point in, in bringing that up is I started just putting together not only everything I had experienced, everything I know, but I started really talking to these people from a from a witnessing ministry standpoint and a lot of a lot of them we don't I don't necessarily know what they believe but so much of the Bible is completely completely appropriate for what we are doing in fitness all of the emotions all of the ups and downs all of the kind of self-sabotaging and um just the need to die to self more often, I started just sharing that with people and not necessarily, you know, beating them over the head with a Bible, but I started to say, you know, here's how I get through a day that's really hard without, you know, going to food or without, you know, getting a couple of drinks, you know what I mean? Or even without just trying to go buy something to make myself feel better, you know, I pray and, and here's what God says. And, and, and it started to be even more of a joy than it had been in the past because I started to talk to people about real issues. Yeah, we begin with fitness. Sure. I can help I can help you lose weight. I can help you gain muscle. I can help you feel better. I can help you with exactly, you know, the direction to go with your nutrition every day. We can get it down pretty much to a science, but there's a factor that may happen in females more than in, than males, but there's this emotional factor and everything balances on these emotions and the things that maybe happened to us in a day or the things we've done in the past that are now coming to head. Whatever it is, the beginnings of hope and struggle were born because God allowed me this opportunity with this business. And I believe wholeheartedly if I would have not worked it so hard, if I would not have made myself do the daily basic things you do in this business, that the opportunity would not have been there in such a large capacity. 
there is something to be said about hard work. There is something to be said about working for goals, working and staying consistent. And it is really kind of a big deal that anyone is in a business like this for 10 years straight where they don't get burned out, where they don't hate it, you know, where they don't lose money. Like that's, that's a really big thing. And I believe that everyone, I mean, you can work this business any way you want. Sure. But I believe part of the reason that God has given us so much success with this business and brought some amazing people to us, you know, that we can walk hand in hand with is because we worked very hard. We died to self over and over and over again and put off the fun for later to work now so that when we did have the fun, it would be that much better because we could have that much more fun instead of rewarding ourselves daily or even weekly. We would say, you know what, in a month or this in two months, three months, we're going to take this vacation, but here's the goals we want to hit. I mean, I did really, really silly things even with myself, just trying desperately to keep myself focused. And one was like my mommy dream car. I mean, one was a Dyson vacuum cleaner, if that tells you anything. What a weirdo. I wanted to Dyson vacuum cleaner. Um, but I did. And that was one of my goals. When I made enough cash for a Dyson vacuum cleaner, I was going to buy it. And I did. And I still have that vacuum cleaner today. Still today. Thank you so much. Um, one of them was we wanted to go on a trip to Atlantis. We did that. Oh, my gosh. And it was the best place. I would love to go there again. I'm really hoping we can go there this summer again. Another one was to go to Maui and spend seven days. Like, these are goals. And, and, and quite frankly, they were my dreams. Um, I wanted my mommy dream car. When I hit X amount per month, you know what I mean? Or it was actually per week at the time. I told my husband, I said, when we hit this amount per week, this is my goal. I want to get my mommy dream car. And he was just like, okay, you know, have fun. <laughs> and then when I hit it, I was like, hey, meet me at the dealership, brother. He was sweating. By the way, he got to the dealership. He was sweating, so afraid of what I was going to do. But regardless... Going to this event right now, I just want to share with you the power that not only attending an event like this can can make, but ask yourself a couple of questions today. I mean, like, are you doing something that, that stretches you? Are you doing something that's making you better, that's helping you reach more people? Are you doing something that is expanding your territory so that you can reach more people for God's glory. Are you doing anything that's challenging you? And listen, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You're not going to like them. This may sting a little, but these are the very questions someone asked me. And I just want to share this with you because they brought me to my knees. And when I say to my knees, not because I was in pain, because I knew I needed God, because I was not living out my purpose. So here's some questions I want you to ask yourself. And I'm, and I'm sharing this with you out of love. Number one, are you healthy? Are you taking care of the body that God has put you in while you're in here on this earth? It is all about stewardship. You are responsible for every area of your life. You're responsible to do something with everything that you see and everything that gets poured into you. Are you being a good steward of everything you hear at church? Are you being a good steward of your marriage? 
Are you being a good steward of your money? Or are you living paycheck to paycheck and paying the minimum on all of your debt? I'm sorry, just let me finish here. When you look at yourself in the mirror, are you sad, depressed, or do you think I'm doing the best that I can? Because this is, I'm not, I'm not asking you to look in the mirror and see yourself in the two-piece bathing suit and you think you're amazing. Because it's not about that. What I'm asking you to do, are you, be honest with yourself right now, are you doing the most with what God has given you? Or are you doing the least you can just to get by? And here's my last question. You know those dreams that you dreamed, you dreamt when you were young? You know those things that you wanted to do when you were young? Have you minimized those dreams to meet your current situation? Have you decreased the dreams just to meet what the amount of money you make now or, or what you can see now? Because here's the deal. You can't grow without growing your mind. And you can't grow without pushing yourself to do more, extending yourself past your current dreams, your current goals, and listen, your current knowledge. You cannot think about what can happen for you in 10 years if you work hard based on what it is you know now. You have to constantly be expanding your knowledge, growing in this knowledge, and understanding that it's going to be hard and you're going to have to die to self over and over again. But to do what it is, you know you should do or to be the person God wants you to be to live out the purpose he's designed you for can't be done when we wimp out every day it can't be done when you know in your heart that you're supposed to do better you're supposed to be more and you're supposed to try harder and be comfortable less I'm asking you all of these out of friendship and love because true friends don't smack you on the back and tell you it's okay and you should just do whatever you want because you deserve it. A real friend holds you accountable. Someone who truly loves you and cares about you says, I know this is hard, but I know you can do better. And not better in a worldly sense, better in the sense of you fulfilling your purpose and living every day knowing that you did all you can do. You did the best you could do. You asked God for help and all the things that you could control, you did your best to control. It's a whole nother world friends when you can say yes to that every night when you go to bed I love you I'm praying for you thank you for joining me on car talk I cannot wait to go to this event I want to be reminded again that this is something that we can still grow this is something that God can have so much purpose with if I will just do my part and do my best to grow continuously. All right, you guys. Love you. Talk to you later.